Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? It's good. It's Friday. Friday. Friday yeah. oh. <laughs> the energy <laughs> came down. Ooh. Ooh. That's a, that's a yeah. tough room tonight. It's been it's a rough a week, week, man. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, well, thank God it's Friday and like we're all together and we get to talk some geeky shit. So I'm gonna start it off if unless you guys have anything to say. Nah, take it away. All man. right. So I'm going to first off do some housekeeping and say uh, for all of those who are uh, watching after we go live, please uh, click, uh, please check the description below. See if there are any topics that you want to go to. There are timestamps for each of them. Click on the one that you want to go for. Secondly, I want to make a public announcement and apology to my bro tactics. I came up with an idea last second last night for our agenda with, and uh, for people who don't know how things work, specifically in Nagar. Tactics does a lot of work for prep. So I kind of gave him like 20 minutes prep because I forgot to actually send him all the links that I... <laughs> 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 so I, 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 I'm, I'm being shown some uh, <laughs> some fingers at the moment. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, thank you, T, for uh, obliging me for a... Last second uh, jump into the agenda, which is specifically regarding uh, Jonathan, sorry, John Francis Daly appreciation. Now, for those of you who don't know who John Francis Daly is, don't worry, because I didn't actually know his name. I've seen him in bits in the few episodes of Freaks and Geeks that I, I, I watched. I saw him. I think the main thing I saw him was in the movie Waiting with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Justin Long. And then I also saw him for a couple episodes when I watched, like, when I dabbled in Bones. So, like, I haven't really followed this guy a lot. I do know his face, but that's about it. So, why are we talking about him? Well, when I was, uh, so Darcy and I watched Dungeons and Dragons last night. And we, you know, uh, if you go on our channel, you'll see the uh, out-of-theater reaction that we had for that movie. I came home and found out that he was the co-writer of Dungeons and Dragons and also the co-director for Dungeons and Dragons. He also co-wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. And also he co-wrote both the Horrible Boss films. Mm -hmm. He directed Game Night. And he helped with the writing of The Flash, the upcoming movie, The Flash. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you got to nail that down. <laughs> so my man went behind the screen and started writing and some and sometimes directing. But, like, he's done some solid work uh, in, in the geek community. And I've got to say, like, the reason why I'm taking a minute is like I didn't know he wrote. Uh, well, first of all, I didn't know he wrote. Period. And then on top of which, the fact that he wrote Homecoming and Horrible Bosses, which I, I like the first one. I wasn't a big fan of the second one. Um, I really enjoyed Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and like uh, Darcy enjoyed it as well. So like clearly he is talented. But the fact that he helped write the Flash actually makes me feel a little bit better about the upcoming film. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I still, I'm, I'm going for Michael Keaton. That that's all it is. Just give me Michael Keaton. Give me Danny Elfman soundtrack. I'll be happy. But yeah, so uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to John Francis Daly, who 
has become less visible, but is more like his work is more involved in my world than I had realized. So I just thought I would uh, uh, throw that uh, in. Either of you have any comments before I move on? That's interesting because I like I uh, I like both the horrible boss movies. I thought they were mm-hmm. really entertaining. Uh, obviously, I liked Spider Man Homecoming. Um, haven't seen Dungeons and Dragons yet, but uh, yeah, this this kind of has me a little bit more excited about the Flash. Although I've already I'm I'm already pretty excited to begin with, but yeah. Um, other than that, I'm not really I'm not too familiar with this guy's body of work. I've seen him. I'm sure I've seen him in a couple of stuff, and I've seen. Like he's got like a couple of memes online of him yeah. uh, from of this character, so I've seen him like pop up here and there, but uh, I'm not super familiar with like his his acting roles. But yeah, the fact that he's written some stuff that I've I've enjoyed thoroughly, so um, that that's got me pretty excited for the Flash. So yeah, yeah, like basically for the first horrible boss for Spider-Man Homecoming and for Dungeons and Dragons all three of them are like 8 out of 10 movies for me at the at the least mm-hmm. so like and like it this makes me happy because like freaks and geeks like that was a classic show that had a lot of big time actors and actresses in there and the fact that he Kind of, like I know he was in Bones, and I know a lot of people know him from Bones, but I didn't really follow Bones all that much. But the fact that he's gone like behind the camera and is now like writing the big stuff, I mean, good for him. Mm-hmm. Dars, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I hope that that makes the Flash means it's going to be good. Uh, I mean, yeah, overall, there's some good stuff in there. I am I don't know i mean the the spider-man homecoming is like the best of the bunch to give us the the right indication of uh, of where things could be i'm kind of looking at other stuff he's written cloudy with a, a chance of meatballs to uh screenplay <laughs> um but you know um if it wasn't <clears throat> spider-man homecoming in there and dungeons and dragons i well maybe it was just more spider-man because i wouldn't say dungeons and dragons necessarily correlates directly into um like you know the flash um but yeah spider-man does help a lot um to f- make me feel a little bit better about that movie I'm, I'm a little more intrigued now that's what i'm saying like and that and this is why i wanted to like throw it in for like a like just a quick session just to be like just john francis daily appreciation right now because like i was res- I, I actually genuinely respect him right now so yeah, I just thought I would share my two thoughts. Uh, also, for all of you who haven't seen the Dungeons and Dragons movie, Darcy and I highly recommend it. Before the show, we were trying to get uh, tactics to watch it. I don't think we <laughs> broke through. Uh, well, I was a little preoccupied, Umar. I apologize. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, I would say that uh, if he's writing, I am not going. To, I will be intrigued for future projects going forward for like anything. All right. Moving on to our one of our main topics for tonight. So, uh, Marvel Studios has had a string of bad luck in the last couple of weeks. Uh, particularly, <clears throat> no, just there's nothing particular. It's it's hitting it all across the fan. Like basically, I remember uh, 
this was a couple of months ago, and we were discussing how we wanted things to be a little bit more even between DC and Marvel or Warner Brothers and and uh, and Disney. This is not what we had in mind. We were talking for Disney, sorry, Warner Brothers slash DC to like come up, not for Marvel to go down. Yeah. So L- lower the bar, Umar. It makes it all more equal for everybody. Uh, <laughs> apparently so. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, there have been a few issues of late uh on the disney marvel side so first up the first thing that happened was a couple of weeks uh, i think a week and a week and a half ago victoria alonzo was fired from uh marvel uh studios for those of you who don't know uh she has been essentially the right hand uh or like the lieutenant to kevin feige when it comes to the mcu she was in charge of a lot uh like uh like she was basically the president for of physical post-production visual effects and animation and held that position for 10 to 15 i think even actually 17 years so yeah this was kind of a big surprise because she was also uh let me just uh, make sure i get this right she is a latin american from uh argentinian who's openly uh a lesbian so this was a very big diversity hire and also a very big representative behind the scenes. And the fact that she was like the right hand to Kevin Feige was like, wow, that's amazing. Like this is a, like this is just like really, really well done. So the fact that she got fired and everyone's like, wait, what just happened? Because she and some people, and I also thought this at first, that the reason she was being fired was because with uh, the removal of the last CEO, Bob, Bob, um, oh God, his name just uh, Bob popped head. Thank you, Bob Chapek. With his firing, it was thought that because he just handled things so badly and forced her to like push and make the VFX studios miserable, that she was kind of like being taken down because of it. But a lot of while some people on Reddit were complaining about her. A lot of other people in the industry were like defending her, uh, so it was kind of like, well, that that doesn't sound right. But like uh, as this post in front of us is saying, <clears throat> it sounds like she was fired over her support and production of uh, a film called Argentina 1985, uh, which is uh, something that's being uh, set to release on Amazon. So she was kind of moonlighting a little bit, and it sounds like they like HR and legal fired her for breach of contract. But she is now suing for that, saying that uh, actually she was being forced into doing something that she found to be reprehensible and refused to do it. And so therefore they got together and used Argentina 1985 as a excuse to fire her. So this has been kind of circling the news cycle progressively. Uh, and this was kind of like the first stone to drop uh, in terms of like um, the once very impenetrable ship that was Disney or slash Marvel Studios. I just wanted to like uh, see like what what you guys feel about this. Uh, T, you want, uh, we'll start with you. <clears throat> Well, I'm glad you uh, you went into a brief 
explanation as to who she is because I had no idea who this woman was. <laughs> when you put it, I was like, who are we talking about? <laughs> um, um, but yeah, okay, okay. It seems like she plays a very vital role, or at least she did at Disney. And yeah, I don't really have much to say other than, man, Disney is... They're fucking up. They're, they're, they're going yeah. through some shit right now. And it, it, it's... It's, it's not looking too good for Disney all around. I mean, I, I feel, again, I don't know what it is about Endgame, but ever since, or, well, No Way Home, ever since all of that shit, like, everything has just been going downhill uh, in terms of their properties. And now they have all this, like, mess that they have to clean up from behind the scenes. And, I mean, this isn't the starting point. This has been going on for the last, what, two years now? Maybe I would even say longer? Last, like, basically when Shapek was in charge for the last two years. Yeah. yeah. So like, like, so he's definitely been driving things down because he's been forcing a lot of stuff to get, like, yeah. get released no matter what. But also like she has literally been around since like before the Avengers, like the, mm. the first Avengers movie and has, yeah. and they have even stated they don't have a single person who can do the job she is. They need to get at least two to three people to cover her entire portfolio. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Ron, Ron R has. Oh, uh, I thought here. it was because she objected to censor the pride decorations in Ant Man film. Really, I didn't hear that. Hmm. That does that. That would be the reprehensible thing. Like, if that was a reprehensible thing, then interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to really say about this whole situation. Um, I don't know much about it other than what you just told me. And yeah, yeah it's not looking too good for Disney. Uh, there's a lot of bad blood um, centered around them right now. Um, and we're going <laughs> to kind of get into the other the other topic of discussion for today regarding yeah. Disney. Um yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of problems that they have to kind of address and 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 clear up, and yeah, it 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 sucks. Uh, I don't know what else I can really say. Cool, uh, Darcy. Uh, so many feelings, so many thoughts. Um, I'm not surprised, and I don't mean her being fired. I mean Disney. <laughs> I'm not surprised at them doing foul stuff i mean um taxis hasn't caught up on this season of atlanta yet but i just stopped at the episode where they just did a whole episode about how racist disney is by oh, yeah. doing by doing a mock um i don't know if it's a real person or a mock person it's like a documentary i just don't know how like a mockumentary but i don't know how real it is um or sorry how real the the person that it's it's based on is but like there's basically like this like famous black guy who can never get anything released and all of his inventions were characters that we saw but he had like a black version of them first it's like kind of this funny satirical thing but it's also like just identifying that's like he could never get anything out because he was black. Basically, is what they're saying. Uh, I haven't watched the whole thing, so maybe I'm missing part of the point. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm not surprised. They had, she 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 goes, and then somebody else goes who's a problem. I don't remember the guy's name, and Bob Chapek's a problem, and there's just oh uh, 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 Ike Perlmutter. That sounds like a bad person to begin with. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's he definitely needed to go. Like he he like so he was uh that was that was like I think yesterday. What was, what what was his last name? Pearl Mutter. That sounds like a villain. 
<laughs> he is. He legitimately is. So, like, uh, so I uh, just a little bit of background uh, for those of you listening, and also for tactics in case you don't know. Ike Perlmutter is the chairman of Marvel Entertainment. Let me just double check that. Uh, yes, chairman of Marvel Entertainment. He is an asshole. Uh, he's a racist and sexist asshole. Basically, he was the one who delayed Black Widow because he didn't believe that a woman can uh, lead a superhero film. He delayed and tried to s- prevent Black Panther from ever being made because he felt that Black people wouldn't draw in the audience. Um, and he was also uh, he also tried to stop a bunch of um, w- female-centric uh, scenes uh, in movies uh, and, and definitely tried to stop Captain, uh, Captain Marvel from happening. I mean... I'm conflicted about that because like the movie didn't end up great, but like, nonetheless, he also is the (laughs) idiot who was like, he shoved the Inhumans TV series that was atrocious forward. So yeah, Perlmutter needed to go a long time ago. He also (laughs) made a lot of uh, anti-gay comments uh, as well. So yeah, he was, I think yesterday or or like yesterday or the day before he got, he got released. Yeah, um, so I'm just wondering after <laughs> I'm just wondering after Black Panther one came out, he was probably like, "That's a fluke, Black Panther." Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's all I could think of while you're talking. Like it's a fluke. He's like, "Okay, let's do it again." Um, like it's another fluke. It's like that's not. It's called a pattern, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Also, the only credit, like uh, Academy uh, nominee from any one of Marvel, came out of Black Panther two. It's still a fluke. Yeah. Or well, sorry, well. it's a woke. It's woke. Uh, you know, uh, whatever. Well, I got my feelings about the whole woke culture going on right now. These that's days. it. But, that's it. but um, overall, when it comes to her, like, I I don't know all the specifics behind the scenes. It, uh, you know, they try to say that she was toxic, and that's where a lot of the problems would come in terms of her interactions <laughs> with the VFX studios. My feeling though is like. That could be very possible. There's also another counter to that, which is Bob Chapek and other people like this ugh, mud water um, basically probably created a. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> created... I don't know what his name is. But I'm not gonna. Pearl Pearl Mudder. <laughs> Pearl Mudwater. So moving on. <laughs> um, I. I wouldn't be surprised if a situation was created because we all watched phase four and we know that all that stuff was rushed and yes, she could very much have been a toxic person to deal with during those periods of time. However, maybe a toxic situation was created in which you had to do things that were never going to produce quality and yet you're trying to uphold a ridiculously high standard that Marvel is expected to keep but you're going to do that with like less money and less time. Like these things don't work, right? You know, when they give you that Venn diagram and it's like, you can get it good, (laughs) you can get fast or you can get it cheap, but you can't get it all three. And the guy's out here like, get me all three. Like, it's like, you don't understand. (laughs) It's not going to work that way. Um, So anyways, I, I, I feel bad for the situation. 
However, I just think that there's a whole lot of seedy stuff going on over there. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of cleaning house that needs to happen. I honestly feel like Feige's over here just like stressing out, losing his hair over so many things, <laughs> trying to put a ship on the right direction with decent stories that don't hide away people's cultures and beliefs and stuff like that. And then you got like old seedy board men that like chairman who are just like trying to make money and only promote white white ideals so you know it's just like a lot of a lot a lot of probably bad stuff coming down from disney i mean if you look at their history and the the, the art that they made years and years ago wasn't exactly inclusive unless uh, you no. wanted to be part of a, a black minstrel show so yeah. anyways uh yeah I'm, I'm not entirely surprised but i don't know i got nothing else to say on this well, yeah, like I would say that Kevin Feige was especially upset about this, and he, he was apparently reportedly put in a position where he could have said something, but it would have gone badly, so he chose to stay out of it completely. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Kevin Feige is not happy because he's, uh, I think he was reported saying that like this is like tying one hand behind his back in terms of like future projects. Let me ask you this question mm. This is happening. Kevin Feige, I feel like at one point had said something to the effect that like this next uh, saga that we're in might be his last. What do you think the likelihood is is that we're gonna end in, end up in an era where like Kevin Feige's like, "Yo, my man over here uh, at DC, you got a job for me? I just want I just want to have some fun. I just want to put some projects together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what so I mean? So that has you, that you has." Keep to you keep running your ship. I'm just going to like work on a few movies because I need a break. And like, I just want to work on like some like fun project for me. You know what I mean? Just get, he's like, he's over here. Just like, give me Supergirl. I just want to have some fun. Okay. And he's like, ah, right, you got Supergirl. You got Supergirl. Go, go, go do your thing, man. <laughs> so it's funny you should say that because it, this has been coming up online a lot in the last week. They're like, okay, guys, the more like now Perlmutter being fired is a good thing because he nearly caused Kevin Feige to leave in phase two. Or I think it was like phase, like midway through phase three, like early phase three. He like Kevin Feige couldn't stand him. And he was like, I swear to God, if he doesn't get in my get out of my face, I'm out of here. So it's weird. They got rid of his lieutenant, but he was like, What the fuck am I supposed to do now? And then they got rid of the guy who's making his life difficult. And it's like you know what? You know what? When you when you say that. I honestly think that they got rid of his lieutenant and Kevin Feige turned around and, and said to something to Disney. He's like, this, this, and this is about to happen if this guy don't get fired. Right? I, he's like, I he, wouldn't be he's surprised. He's going to be like, I'm gone and I'm taking this and this person and this thing and that thing. And we all, yo, we know gun. Gun's, gun's the homie. So we, we're taking the whole ship. <laughs> like, make it this guy or everything else make your decision now <laughs> like, i honestly if like i because i want like i want to believe that alonzo was like the victim in all of this and to be honest not a lot of people are, are disproving that like the worst i've heard is that she like like you guys are saying like she was toxic but like like you said she was being commanded to do something and she got the job done uh and everyone toxic else in the from articles that clearly are written by disney pr people just to be honest <laughs> yeah so if she i wouldn't be surprised if warner brothers is like okay let's just fire a bunch of people and hire her because if we can get even close 
to what we ha- what they had in Marvel, and also we have Gunn running the show. Yo, we're like, yeah, a guy who wants creators to create, and 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 his co president who just knows how to get the, the money part done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, if Feige finds like a suitable semi replacement for for Alonzo, and she goes over and starts working with Saffron and uh, Gun. And things stabilize on that front, then I believe we'll actually have like a an equal base. But like, mm, so I think this is a good part for us to transition to our next big story. So moving on, uh, the next topic is another Marvel issue occurred uh, last week. Our golden boy, Jonathan Majors, I'm sure most people know by this point, got arrested. Uh, for assaulting his girlfriend. Uh, now, it was originally said that he was assaulting a woman. It turns out that the woman was uh, like you know linked to him, and then it was like uh, it was his girlfriend. So this thing has gone through a uh, several different stages as things were further developed and investigated and found out. Turns out that uh, well. He, I think he's currently released, uh, and he was charged, but he's been released, and apparently there's video evidence showing that he was not the one causing aggression, and that uh, this was either potentially a misunderstanding or a domestic issue that no one really understands the full scope of. Nonetheless, uh, there were a there's a very strong reaction from everyone in the geek community and including myself uh and i will say that my first response was oh god no please and then it kind of was like okay well uh let's see what happens and then it was kind of like okay so this looks good for him and then it was like i don't know what to feel and then i'm left with i'm just going to see how things play out but for me personally, this reminds me of this felt like a awakening uh, to my own uh, prejudices, which something tactics brought up. Uh, I think it was like last year when he was talking about we shouldn't be putting our artists on pedestals and we shouldn't be thinking that their art is equal to their personalities. And I would say that this was a, even if let's say hypothetically speaking, uh, Everything about this was Jonathan Majors was completely innocent. This was something that was done to him uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. I, th- I still think it's a good reminder that we sh- I should uh, like check my biases and check my fanboying uh, towards, art- towards artists uh, and actors. But yeah, so currently things are... Getting better for Jonathan Majors' image. However, he there is a lot of talk among uh, Marvel and uh, for, I think it was uh, certain commercials that he was planning on being a part of that are discussing whether to keep him around. Nothing has, nothing has been decided as far as I know. For all I know, like maybe a couple commercials were lost, but I don't believe he's lost any projects with Marvel as of yet. However, 
they are definitely getting involved and are definitely investigating things, which I will say is significantly different from how Warner Brothers handles things. But anyway. Has handled things. Let's not put has, that on gun. Let's not put sorry, that on sorry. gun. <laughs> has has up until gun. So yeah, um, thank you for uh, for checking me, Dars. So uh, how do you bros feel about uh, this currently unfolding uh, story? Darcy, do you want to start? Oh, absolutely not, but I'll do it anyways. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, um, so mostly for myself with this stuff, especially since, you know, we've heard so many different stories of so many different things in the past. Um, uh, I'm not like saying like, like the story is exactly like this, but just in general, um, mm -hmm. I've become more of in a place of I don't really want to draw my feelings and conclusions for any time early on because um, not everything is what it seems. You yeah. know, in this story, I'm going to recap a little bit what you said and I'm going to make sure. I don't know if, if you're articulating this detail, Umar, or if you weren't aware of this detail. So I'm going to say a little bit uh, more Please. clearly. But like, so it comes out, you know, first it says he assaulted his girlfriend and he's been arrested. Then it progresses into, well, it's misunderstanding. Then it progresses into stating that she was the aggressor and he was calling the police on her. And, oh, I didn't know that. And he got arrested for it. Uh, I watched a, a video from uh, a guy that I like watching on YouTube, Tyrone Magnus, which he, he was basically saying, he's like, if that happened to me, I know not to call because I know I'd be arrested because he knows that put it bluntly, the black man in the situation is going to be the one arrested regardless of what the actual circumstance of the situation is. Um, basically, the, you know, those types of things happen. So overall, do I, I have a strong opinion of what happened? No, I still don't, right? Like, these yeah. are things that I'm hearing that have happened, happened. Do I believe that it's very possible that that could happen in terms of that she was the aggressor? Yes, because I've been in that situation where I was the victim of an aggressive situation with a female and then I was not arrested or anything, or anything like that. But I, then I ended up turning into being a person that got blamed for something that I didn't do and I was the victim of. I'm so, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, it is what it is. So it's a long, long time ago. But regardless, I know that that kind of stuff is possible. But do I think that that's what happened? I don't know. Because I don't know the details. I don't know what's happened in the situation. Uh, that could be a PR move. That could very much be the truth. I don't know until people really get into the truth and have enough evidence to lean things one way or the other. It's unfortunate because I don't want to see uh, that be the case for him. Uh, I've enjoyed mm -hmm. his stuff and I want to enjoy more of his stuff going forward. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, um, you know, I... I don't want anyone to be a victim in, 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 in these situations in general. Um, and I hope that honestly, at the end of the day, that things, um, you know, end well for everybody as the best that they can. This is just unfortunate to, to, to hear overall. Cause you know, as like, you know, as tactic says about like separating the artist from the art, but I do want to enjoy the art, especially from what this guy is creating. And I don't want to see that go away. Um, but if he is an aggressor, then I, I, you know, he definitely has, um, growth to do. And if he was the victim, as it's stating right now, at least the last that I heard, um, that I hope that, you know, they're able to move amicably away and that he, you know, gets the help that he needs. So, uh, and that it doesn't, you know, affect his career going forward. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we will see. T. Yeah. A lot of thoughts here. Um, First and foremost, um, he needs to get whoever represented Ezra Miller 
because yo, like, that, <laughs> that guy was talking so much shit. Like it, it, it took them like damn near ten years to arrest this motherfucker for choking someone. Yeah. Else. So yeah, but um, all jo- all jokes aside though, um, uh, I kind of agree with uh with Darcy in the sense of like every like every every time I heard something new pertaining to this story, it was always like at first, okay, Jonathan Majors got into a physical altercation with a woman then it was like a misunderstanding then it was uh the the woman the most recent one that i heard was the woman retracted her statement and yada 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 and honestly if if it is true and this is just a pr move to uh kind of show face for his career it sucks it's unfortunate because i i really like jonathan majors as as an artist as an actor i i think you know, what he's given us um, in the last several years regarding his body of work has been phenomenal, to say the least. And, you know, at the height of his career now, it kind of reminds me of what, um, and this is also equally as disheartening uh, to bring up, but the Will Smith thing with the with the slap, right? And yeah. I, re- I remember um, he, when he was giving his speech, he, he mentioned something that to, that Denzel had said to him right before he went up on stage and he said something to the effect of um, at the height of your success, that's when the devil uh, shows his face or something like that. And it seems like this is the case now with Jonathan Majors. And again, if he, if he is guilty of, of of this, then I'm not condoning or agreeing with anything or, or, or anything of that nature, but it just seems very, for lack of a better term, convenient that, you know, he, it's not like he's a brand new actor. He's been around for quite a while. And now that he's at the height of his success and, and ever growing, at, at least up until this point with, you know, Creed and Ant-Man, even though Ant-Man didn't do all that well, um, you know, uh, you know, he was making a really good name for himself. And then all of the, now all with all of this happening, whether or not this remains true or not, it's, it's going to taint his his image it's going to taint his 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 career because now you know it it reminds me of that story with um that football player from like years ago and this was a more extreme example but he was acu- wrongfully accused of raping a a woman got convicted got sent to jail did time for i don't even know how long but a substantial amount of time um and then it was later revealed that the the woman made the whole thing up but even then when he when he got released couldn't get a job because that was on his record of him being convicted for sexual assault and it made his life extremely difficult i'm not saying that this is going to be the case with jonathan majors if he does turn out to be innocent but like I said, regardless of whether it's true or not, you never want you never want that cloud hanging over your head as an up and coming actor. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's just really, really unfortunate. And if again, if it is true, then I hope that Jonathan Majors gets the the help that he needs. I hope that uh, you know, you know, uh, I, I feel bad for the woman who had to be on the receiving end of that if this is what happened. But if it's not, then I 
I don't know. I like I, I I hear stories. We hear stories like that all the time about like women, you know, wrongfully accusing men and using the using that. What's the word? I guess um, using using the like the them being women, they they use that vulnerability against men and you know spread lies because they know that they can work the system and they know that like it's similar to what Darcy was saying about or in in Darcy's situation um, that he referenced where you know because he was a guy he automatically is in the wrong regardless like it's he's, he's guilty until proven innocent no matter what the scenario right if it's pertaining to a woman then guilty right so it's it's really unfortunate that society is like that but um yeah uh i was honestly sad to hear this because you know i i I'm, i was slowly becoming a big fan of jonathan majors and i wanted to see him do more things and now it begs the question like what's like, what is Marvel going to do with this whole, like, you know, Kang situation? You know what I mean? Like, are, like, do they replace him now and and whatnot? And this is the problem. This again, this is another problem with like um, Marvel or just superhero movies in general, where, where they have these long contracts and you just like the actors have to remain squeaky clean, you know, throughout their career. Otherwise, they fuck up their contracts. And then, like, if they do get convicted of something like crazy or, or 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 whatnot then like is that a breach of contract like if like if they get arrested then obviously they can't commit to certain roles or obligations so it's i don't know i like i don't know how disney is going to handle this situation going forward so yeah it's unfortunate well i would say that like uh just uh two points like for your most recent one i would say that uh in terms of like recasting isn't that bad like uh, i i feel that um because we've seen our heroes grow so much uh, in both dc and marvel the idea of replacing any one of them it would be like oh my god no but mm -hmm. I, honestly i like look at terrence howard mm -hmm. no one really batted too much of an eye when he got recast same thing with edward norton yeah okay but i would argue that with with Terrence Howard, he he did he what he still he was a supporting character. He was a supporting role. Like if it was like let's say for example, like if he had more bodies of work within the Marvel universe, like let's say for example, they decide to like recast him like in Infinity War. I don't even I don't think he was in Infinity War, but you know what I mean. Like no, if he, like he, he had you don't know, I, oh, I'm he, with you. And yes, yeah. 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 And that, I, that, I, I, I will I, I will agree hit a little bit more. Um agreed. And the, 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 and I, I I agree with you. I, I I don't think recasting is as big a deal. But even for me, like I can only speak on behalf of myself. Like even watching Ant Man and then getting used to that iteration of Kang, Kang. only for them to kill him off. And then at the end credit scene, they set it up where it's like, oh, there are a bunch of different Kangs, and it's like, okay, well. I just got attached to this one and then you're going to kill him off and then introduce another one. I, I don't want that. I want the Kang that you guys just literally set up. So, you know, if that's my feeling towards the same actor playing a different role within the universe, like imagine how I would feel if like now they recast, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it always is a little bit jarring. Like obviously you get, you kind of get used to it, but like, 
another prime example is like um, what they did with the old school Batman movies, where it's like you had Michael Keaton for two movies, and then all of a sudden Val Kilmer comes in and he's like, "Yo, I'm Batman now." I'm like, "Who the fuck is this nigga?" Like, I didn't ask. George for this. Clooney comes up, and then George Clooney. I'm like, "Okay, y- y'all are doing too much." But then it's the same Robin. Like, what's 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 happening right now? And Alfred. And then yeah, same Alfred, same um, Commissioner Gordon. Like everyone's the same except for <laughs> except for Batman. Like it's just it's just strange. <laughs> it's weird. Alfred the OG though. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I find recasting to be. Uh, I well, I guess it depends because like uh, we haven't had a big recasting situation. Uh, like as far into the story as you're describing, because you're right, tactics like, uh, like Edward Norton uh, and uh, Terrence Howard, they were replaced after one film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of if anyone else was recast uh, later on. I don't think so. I think uh, they've no. been pretty tight about that. Cassie Sorry? for uh, Cassie and Ant Man. Again, her. that was, but that was like a, she had literally like a guest spot in Endgame. Yeah. Even though she, it was a guest spot that like hit hard for all of us, but you're right, they recasted uh, Casty, which currently I'm not hearing a lot of people are a big fan of anyway. So nonetheless, recasting isn't the end of the world, and yet it sounds like uh, studios are trying to like brainwash us into thinking that would be the worst thing. However, we haven't grown to love a character and then have them recast it halfway through the story or near mm-hmm. the end of the story. So like I do take your point that 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 does that that is valid like we, we still we haven't experienced that but i still don't think it would be too bad in terms of uh jonathan majors my, me personally like I, I like i said i i, I am trying to check my um my fan my my the level of fanboying i have for for an actor mm-hmm. and not to put them on pedestals uh so, uh, to take your words from a previous podcast uh tactics in terms of like uh the situation itself i'm it, it's difficult because I I want to believe that this is being handled properly uh, or and investigated properly. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like it is because it sounds like there's a great deal of uh, if not even like racial uh, like uh, uh, persecution, but or sorry, prejudice, but also a, a strong sense of uh, a lot of people having very quick opinions and like sticking to those opinions there have been a few voices that have been going online saying that like uh hey guys this is who jonathan majors is he has been this toxic for a while but like again these are like people none of us really know and like they're just like coming out of the woodwork on this one and also yes uh look uh social media does really perpetuate the uh the examples of when uh, a woman like makes things up but there are as we all know, several cases of when women are being abused and don't really talk about it uh, and are being abused and they, they feel like they can't talk about it. So this kind of like hit, it hits a lot of different angles. And like Darcy says, we don't know enough. So I, I'm personally glad to hear that all three of us are kind of like still withholding judgment. It is disappointing, but at the same time, it's not like end of the world. Like, I, I saw stuff on TikTok where people were like freaking out. They're like, no, not Jonathan Majors. My whole life is over. I'm like, 
I feel that's a bit of a strong reaction. Like, don't get me wrong, I was enjoying Jonathan Majors, but like, and I like his cup thing. Uh, like, my friend uh, Maybot was talking to me about earlier about like she likes the philosophy of him carrying his cup around and like you know filling it and like emptying it. Like, that's a very interesting perspective. Uh, so, I mean, as long as we like we get enjoyment from his films, as long as he's not assaulting people regularly, and and if he is, hopefully he gets the help that he uh, he needs. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Maybot has uh, just bumped up saying that we sometimes forget that actors are creative artists. That could be both a positive and a negative. Uh, and uh, and she says, and they'll expand their talents into writing or directing. That's true. Yeah, that's actually good. So yeah, I, I would say that like uh, for my final two cents, uh, that like I like you, I'm going to wait to see how this unfolds. I hope that. This I hope this entire situation was just a massive misunderstanding, uh, and no one was like legitimately hurt or abused in all of this. But uh, yeah, at the same time, I'm I'm trying to learn the lesson that Tactics has talked about, uh, and also Darcy has uh, discussed as well about like not like becoming devoted uh, and uh, putting our artists on pedestals and like separating between the two. My thing is just like how i i'm still trying to wrap my head around how is it a misunderstanding like did someone at wherever they were at hit her so hard that she forgot what black people look like and she just like uh that guy he hit me i just like it i don't it just doesn't make sense i don't i, I don't, don't get understand it. the situation i don't understand the situation either it it sounds odd yeah i mean i i read the the text message that he that I don't know. However, he, he basically showed a text message he received from her um, that, you know, some, how do I put this? It could be, it couldn't be, or sorry, it may be or may not be real, right? We don't know, right? Um, but it basically goes on to be like, be that she, in the way it describes it, trying to overly summarize it, um, they had a fight as in like an argument is what it, the way it's trying to be writing it. Mm -hmm. And um, she had been passing out or something to that effect and, and, and try to grab his phone. I don't know, maybe he was not loyal or something or she wasn't trusting and she got hurt at some point and it wasn't really described how she was hurt. She just was writing to him as if like she had self-inflicted herself or something to that effect. He, and when the cops that are, had arrived, it is their protocol to arrest him is why they, he was arrested. Um, because they saw that there was some kind of injury on her and that there had been some, uh, designation that that they had have uh, had a fight so if female had they've been in a fight and a female has some kind of damage the man has to be arrested without knowing what the actual circumstances of what has arisen just mm -hmm. as automatically assumed with protocol that he has assaulted her and he has to be arrested but then yeah but again this text message in that writing and, and everything about it could be completely fake because it could the way it's shot like take the pictures taken could just be somebody on his team taking a uh, texting him some stuff and then boom take a screenshot and post it could be yeah. real could be fake but again it's also blocking out the person's name and stuff like that so there could be like we're not seeing the full picture because it's going to the public and what's actually going to go to the courts is going to be far more detailed and and truthful and accurate and and more, way more credible than what we're seeing who knows 
right? Who really knows at this point? Yeah. What What sucks about this now is well, two things. Um, I know him and Michael B. Jordan had plans to, or I mean, not plans, but they had talked about wanting to like collaborate together, and you know, Michael B. Jordan has been straight uh, on the straight and narrow path for majority of his well for all of his career really right and so i don't know if he's going to want to associate himself with anything to do with with jonathan majors going forward after this no matter how cool they are as friends and then the second thing is with uh jonathan majors now like even if all this does get cleared up like i said it taints his image because now people that like rather than people talking about oh like like what are your plans for Kang? Or like, you know, are are you going to come back and people are just going to keep bringing this up and want to get more backstory on it. So it's like at the height of his career, this is now going to be the focal point of what he has to talk about in interviews yeah. or what he's going to be asked majority of the time, which is yeah. shitty. I want to throw something up on the screen that Ron R put up here, which is, uh, she said that in Canada, it's the same with men. If there are signs of a man or woman has been hurt, the other person gets charged. And if both, then they both get charged. Um, you know, like, like, it's very true. And the thing that I would hope that if uh, this is a misunderstanding, right? Because I don't, there's no real good benefit in, the, in hoping that somebody actually assaulted one person or the other, right? Yeah. If this is a misunderstanding, right, my hope would be that um, this is something where it brings to a conversation to highlight a problem um, with justice and with racial bias and with uh, the views, uh, you know, of, of a man in a situation. And that, because my, my hope is that she's not a victim, and um, that they didn't like weren't hurting each other. They might have had, you know, a yelling match as couples do, but that nobody was hurting each other. Right. Like yeah. no one was physically hurting each other. And that, you know, this is just this sounds negative, but the only victim in this situation is actually Jonathan Majors and what happened from the public eye and what happened from being arrested and that they didn't hurt each other outside of the emotions that we all feel when we argue with our spouses. So that's that's my hope, because that's the best outcome, even though there's still a huge negative here for for Jonathan Majors in that context it's still better than they were physically hurting each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also like what Maybot says, uh, people need to relax, take a breath and wait until all the information is provided. Like there's like, there was a great amount of reaction very quickly. Now, I, like, again, like uh, we all have stated that we were all disappointed and, and like sad to hear about this news happening. But that's like that's a normal reaction to news, but a lot of people took to TikTok, Twitter, uh, like Facebook and uh, and Instagram, to like have strong stances on a uh, on a developing situation. Yeah, and I think that is some. I feel that is something that is un, like unhelpful because it it creates conflict when there's no information so you're literally fighting over nothing mm -hmm. all right all right so moving on to our next topic uh so 
the uh, Pixar has released the trailer for their latest upcoming film called Elemental. Uh, the trailer came out uh, earlier this week, and uh, just out of curiosity, have all of you have both of you watched it? Yes, sir. All righty. So, uh, <laughs> right. uh, T, let's let's give Darcy a couple uh, seconds to finish off the trailer. But uh, T, what did you think of the trailer? Um, I mean, it's okay. Uh, like, I'm I'm sure I'll I'll enjoy it. I I can't think of this is Pixar, right? Yeah. I can't think of a Pixar film that I went in and was like, mm, I I wasn't really feeling that. Like even Soul, like I you know I I had I had some issues with it, but overall I I enjoyed majority of that film. And Pixar, I think you and I were the only ones who had an issue with that film. <laughs> bro, you know how much fucking hate I got for that. I've been getting yelled at oh, over that, bro. Oh my god, I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> for my for my review. They're like, oh my god, I cannot believe. Are you even black? How could you how could you hate that movie? And I'm like, I didn't hate it, yo. I just I gave it a seven. I have one, like, relax. Like, I have one person be like, like maybe you have like some racial bias towards the film. I'm like, whoa, take take a seat. It's not that serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I, I didn't not like. <laughs> okay, yo, yo. Okay, hold on. <laughs> wow. Okay, we tactics I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on. We enjoyed the movie. Y'all, y'all just tripping. Okay, go on, T. Yeah, so, I mean, the trailer didn't really give me anything, like, that blew me away, uh, mm. I'll have to admit. Uh, but again, you know my stance on trailers. Like, nowadays, I feel like we're super spoiled when it comes to trailers. I, I honestly miss the good old days when you went to the movies, like, back in the 90s, where, like, you didn't have, like, YouTube. So, like, the only time you got to watch trailers is if you actually went to the movies and saw a trailer for the first time, right? There was something very special about yes. that experience right where like you like you know how, like nowadays like like we still like love to go to the movies and watch the trailers but like if we're late for example when we went to go watch john wick like umar you were freaking out you're like guys the movie's about to start and i was just like bro previews <laughs> and you're like oh yeah <laughs> so it's like, i was just like i was like y'all don't care about the previews okay well, I mean, not as much as like back in the day, you know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. if you missed the previews, you were fucking pissed. You were like, shit, man. How am I going to know what's going to come out in two months? You know? Uh, but now you can just go online and be like, oh, okay, cool. Elemental's out in two months. I don't know, that looks good. I'm going to see that. So like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like we're a little bit spoiled when it comes to trailers. But in regards to this, it it looks it looks fun. And I'm sure... I'm sure there's going to be a cool message there. I like I like how like they the play on like diversity and like how everyone like all the elements are kind of segregated and no one like it like mixes together and everything and I'm like, "Oh, you know there's going to be a bunch of interracial couples watching that." So, um yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too, bro. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I I, I you know they're gonna play up the 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 message of inter interracial mingling uh in this movie for sure or just in terms like not even on like a from a relationship standpoint but just in terms of like everyone should be unified like together and like you know um learn about Love different people cultures. not races yeah yeah like yeah exactly like learn about different cultures learn about different people and like how you guys can like live um 
in harmony with one another and learn from each other. And I think that's going to be the the driving message in this movie based off of the trailer. So that looks that's is really appealing. And yeah, other than that, I mean, the trailer didn't really wow me, but I'm sure I'm sure I'm gonna love it going into the to the movies. Um I like with me when it comes to Pixar movies, I'm the type of person where it's like I won't go. I won't rush out to go see a Pixar movie. But like, if it's on Netflix and I haven't seen it yet, then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check that out. Like, I don't think I ever watch. Like, one of my favorite Pixar movies is probably um, uh, what's that one with the the um, up Inside, Inside out? out? Yeah, uh, but I didn't see that in theaters. I saw. I think I saw that on Netflix and oh. loved it. I was like, damn, this is a good movie. Like, just because of the message. So, yeah, it, it looks like a fun. Fun, cool movie. I'll go see it. Good, Dars. Um, why didn't you like Soul? No, it's messing. <laughs> 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 um, how do I, how do I put this? I'm hoping that Pixar is returning to form, but my feeling has been that since Disney got involved. They haven't been as strong because um, Disney owns them right now. Yeah. So um, how do I put this? Soul was good, not great, which was also was one of the comments uh, in our chat. And I would agree because the movie was actually really, really, in my opinion, amazing until the very end because it ended in a cliche way. It ended too easy. Yeah. That's and, my problem with it. And what I love about good Pixar films is how much time they spend investing in um, learning of a specific thing to teach children a big concept. Inside Out is an amazing film because they went with child psychologists to teach children about handling depression, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is a big, heavy concept to teach children about depression as they're going from being a child into a teenager with their hormones changing and life and circumstances having an impact that is an amazing thing up a story about grief and loss and learning to move forward right um these deep things but my worry is that we are going to get too on the surface on certain topics and we're not going to get that real strong super deep thing that we need um that pixar is known for um and i'm just a little worried that you know it's just not going to hit in the way that you know they used to do right and my worry is that it's disney you know that they're like no don't go so far here whatever so it looks good enjoyable but i'm not quite getting that level of something deep however however i say all that and i would say that i don't think the inside out trailer gave me that either and yet when the movie came out everyone was like yo you gotta see this so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that that's gonna be the case the that the the rotten tomatoes start coming through and all of a sudden we're like yo is this it's like dungeon and dragons both both the critics and the audience score is over 90%. Okay, I'm going to go see this on a random Thursday at 6.10. So, you know, that's what I'm hoping uh, happens here and drives me out to it. 
But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Strongest concept in this so far is segregation, and if they go hard with that, yeah, then I'm a, then I'm gonna be down. So, excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm. I would say that I wasn't wowed by this trailer. I was expecting it to, because like I remember when I saw. Um, oh my god, um, Zootopia. That trailer had me from the go. Inside Out also had me from uh, at the go. But to be honest, like, mm, Wally had me from the go. But I would say Wally, Inside Out, and um, oh my God, I just, I just, uh, Zootopia. Those were the films that, like, just looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. I want to go check it out. No other uh, Pixar uh, trailers have gotten me into it. I've loved the movies, but the trailers haven't gotten me into it. So this kind of followed suit on that front. It, it like I'm hoping it will make me love it, but like just from a general sense, I'm kind of like interesting concept. Want to see where it goes, but right now I'm waiting for the reviews and I'm waiting to go watch it. Like I know I'm going to watch it because like I I've, I've watched every Pixar film in in theaters, so uh, I'm not going to sleep on it now. Uh, Umar, but oh. Before you move on, Umar, I, 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 you said something that really intrigued me there for a second. Mm. So you brought up Zootopia, and I was thinking about this while looking at the trailer. I'm like, this reminds me of Zootopia. And I thought that Zootopia was a Pixar film. It's not. It's a Disney film, um, which I know oh, really? sounds, it sounds odd because they're under the same company. But no, it's a Disney film, not a Pixar film. So now I'm intrigued if Elemental will be what zootopia started to be but wasn't enough of like zootopia talked about racism right through basically animal species not mixing with each other and prejudices and stuff like that and it did a fairly good job at that but it's not but the story was still more on some other things and yet at the same time it was very much about that and um i'm wondering if elemental will do what Pixar normally does and takes racism and segregation to that level that just makes us tear up hardcore at right. the end, right? I'm, I'm hoping, but yeah, it is a Disney film. I, I was pulling it up and their poster says Disney at the top and not Pixar. And that's a, an important distinction. Interesting. When did Pixar get uh, bought by uh, Disney? Well, I'll find that out. Pixar. Okay. Acquisition. Um, T, uh, you liked Zootopia, didn't you? I did. I enjoyed uh, Zootopia. I had a okay, good time yeah. with it. Yeah. Did you? Ooh, that's cute. Uh, did you like? Um, I mean, Up is the, Up is the movie that everyone remembers of like being like emotionally devastated by uh, by oh, uh, that the first ten minutes, bro. Holy! Just broke was... your break your which heart. Mo- which movie? I was like, this is Up. a family Up? family oh, movie. Yeah. What the hell is going on? I was like, we, there's no reason to like to come out with guns blazing in the first five oh. seconds. Oh, I also heard something. They're gonna finish the up arc. I heard yeah. at the beginning of this film, they're gonna yeah. have a, an eight minute short that's mm-hmm. uh, him going on a date. So him like, actually fully moving yeah. on. That's good. yeah, that's, and this is the be last good. performance of Ed Asner before he passed away too. Oof, oof. So oh. I'm gonna be crying during that that Pixar short for sure. 
By the way, Umar, to answer your question, Walt Disney purchased Pixar in Pixar Pixar in 2006 for 7.4 billion approximately, and yeah. Walt Disney and Pixar started working together on the film Toy Story in 2015. I think that mean like one of the Toy Stories. It's worded like it's the first one. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that that that's interesting. It's also interesting. It took them that long to work on their first film together, whatever that means. Then okay, if that's the case, then Disney has been doing pretty good with Pixar because Pixar hasn't really done much without Disney. Then, mm. wait, did Ed Asner died? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's even more sad. Yeah, like honestly, I've been following Ed Asner. Like uh, I was following his career since I was a kid. Like I, I watched him in the Mary Tyler Moore show. I saw him in. Um, I watched like his. I listened to his voice in like, oh, like in Gargoyles uh, and in um, uh, Batman, and also in uh, like basically like a whole like a whole bunch of stuff. Like I, I have been a big fan of Ed Asner. So watching uh, having him pass away uh, that hit hard. But the fact that there, like he actually voiced uh, the Up short uh, mm-hmm. before he passed before he passed away, I, I'm going to be an emotional wreck during this thing. Damn. All right. Damn, damn. Well, um, nonetheless, it, it seems that we're going to we're all. I would say like we're all like barely intrigued by this trailer, but at the same time, we expect we're going to watch the movie anyway. Yeah. Is that yeah? All right. So I'm going to move on to our uh, last topic, uh, which is us uh, that we've already done a uh, spoiler-free out of the theater reaction. Of John Wick Chapter Four. So, if you haven't seen John Wick uh, Chapter Four, spoiler warnings, and because uh, we are going to give a full review now, uh, and uh, so, like you know, not that I want to tell anyone to stop watching the show, but like maybe put us on mute, or you know, if you're interested and don't care about spoilers, then keep on watching because we we gonna we gonna get into it. So, uh, John Wick has been out for a week now. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4 has been out for a week now. And we, I gave it an 8. Uh, I think Tactics gave it an 8.5. And Darcy gave it a 9. Yeah. yeah. I think 9 or 9.5. 9. 9.5, I think. 9.5, yeah, it was 9.5. 9.5 it is. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to now go into, like, full reasons why we uh we felt the way we did so um t let's start let's uh, start with you man give us your like we know uh, what you gave it out of 10 but give us why it's an 8.5 for you why it's and an also 8. if there five or if there's other things about it that you also found to be something that you weren't a big fan of um i don't think there's anything necessarily that i wasn't a big fan of i at this point, considering that it's chapter four, going into this movie, you know what you're going to get, right? And yeah. I guess for me, where it lacked was the storyline. The plot, there, there really isn't much of a plot. It, it, I felt like it was just the director saying, yo, I just want to see a lot of stuff blow up and cars, people getting hit by cars, people getting stabbed. <laughs> I want to see someone use nunchucks and get bitch slapped a bunch of times. <laughs> And he made it happen, and that that was pretty much the storyline. So you know you go, you 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 know what you're getting with with John Wick. In fact, 
uh, I was treating um, Matt, uh, my best friend's uh, sister, and she had never seen it. Uh, she'd never seen like any of the John Wick movies, and I was trying to explain because she was like, "Okay, for any, so for someone who doesn't know anything about John Wick, like how would you explain it?" And I was like, "Honestly, if I explained it, it would probably deter you from watching it because of how <laughs> ridiculous the plot is." But basically, it starts. It's like the 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 first one is about uh, a uh, a guy who loses his wife to I think cancer, and as yeah. her last dying. Uh, genuine gesture she she gives him a a dog uh or a dog gets sent to him on his doorstep and basically he he takes care of the dog but then at some point during the movie some dude kills his dog steals his car not realizing that john is not to be fucked with and yeah. yes that is <laughs> that's pretty much the plot and she was like wow that sounds really ridiculous and i'm like yes it does but you, when you watch it, you're like, okay, I can understand why there's four of them now. So, um, yeah, if you're That's going an interesting in, response. Him- That's an interesting response because I remember when the movie first, like the first movie first came out, and like everyone heard, like, wait, they killed his dog. Oh, I hope he kills every last one of them. And like, every yeah, well, yes, yeah. Yeah, well, yes. To be fair, I know because I know a, a lot of girls who like love animals. Like they they'll kiss their dog in the mouth before they kiss their man's penis type of thing like they're they're on that shit you know what i mean like <laughs> it's not where i thought that was going <laughs> but, <laughs> wow i think it'd be like they kiss a dog in the mouth and they kiss their man and they go to bed and i was like that's where my head nah. was <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, i'm not gonna lie i was with you on that one too i this this, this had a left field turn yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me but our um, left yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, like it, it's the 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 plot from the first from chapter one to chapter four is crazy, ridiculous, outlandish. Um, but it's a fun, fun time, man. Like throughout, like I've loved every single movie. Um, I, to be honest, I'd have to think in terms of where I would rank them in terms of like one to four. Where I oh, that was gonna be my question because like because. I, I... I already have my ranking. I was going to uh, do that at the end, but okay, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, we can do that at, at the end. But um, yeah, in terms of plot, don't don't come in to this expecting there to be a really in-depth plot. However, where it lacks in plot, they they set up the the world in a way where you're intrigued by by like this society of like assassins and and, and everything and you want to kind of learn like they leave it open-ended to where they're like the the world of john wick is very vast beyond the character of john wick right so that's very interesting and it can lead and it it has the potential to lead to a lot of different spin-offs because they they introduce a lot of very interesting characters which is also um a good highlight for for the overall series uh in terms of action holy man the action is yeah. bananas in the best possible way like i had yeah. like from beginning to end i had a great time like i was never you're never bored with this movie because it it you have to suspend your your disbelief quite a bit um especially as they start to go like 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 john wick the first one was relatively believable but then as the series progressed, you're kind of like, okay, this man should have died a long time ago. And yet he's still out here, like fighting as if he like, he's okay. Like, so he yeah, walks he off to, everything. He, he wa- is a yeah, man. Bro. He's a man of sheer will. Okay. Accept he, yeah, it. Bro. He has gotten hit. 
he, he got hit by like four cars in this movie. Yeah. I get hit by a bike. I can't move for three weeks, bro. Like that's like, you can hit me with a tricycle and I'm down for the count. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this man's walking off like everything, like gunshots, stab wounds, everything. So yeah, you have to suspend your disbelief quite a bit, but you know, if you're an action buff, like if you love your action movies then you're going to have a great time with this, the acting, um, you know, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? Like, th- I, like, I feel like this is kind of like his niche. Like there's other movies where he's been in where it's kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know. He kind of seems like he's playing the same role, but this kind of just fit with his like stoic kind of character, which is kind of strange because he's, it's, he's like the complete opposite, uh, in, in real life. life. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, which is kind of endearing, but um, the standouts in terms of acting, I would have to say um, Skarsgård. Like he, he, he definitely played a a, a fantastic villain. Um, yeah. I mean, he's had practice in in two of the It movies, so yeah, yeah. I, I'd expect yeah. no less. Bill Skarsgård, yeah, yeah. So he he did a phenomenal job. Um, it was sad to see my man. They 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 killed him off uh, early on. Um, we just talked about him last week. Um, dude that passed away. The dude that oh, passed away. Oh, R- yeah. Lance Riddick. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thank you. That hit. Yeah. That hit me. Yeah, actually. that yeah. that was. I wasn't expecting that, and that was kind of like, ooh, that's that. I mean, they obviously couldn't couldn't anticipate that, but yeah, it it, yeah. it definitely it definitely hits hard. Um, uh, in terms of cin- cinematography, the the action. The way they shot the a lot of the action scenes, especially there's one scene in particular where it it kind of turns into like a video game simulation almost, yeah. like yes. which is very very unique. Like they had like the um, the bird's eye view uh, perspective, which was fantastic. Um, I loved I loved the cinematography on that and um, and the guns and the guns. Yeah, the the nunchucks was the, was like my fa- the nunchucks and the um, arrow the bone arrow. So, Holy, those that that those were phenomenal. Like I loved it, uh, and then the way that it ended, I I thought like it was a little unexpected, but then at the same time I was like, okay, you know, like he's had a good run. There's only so many times a guy could get hit by a car before he's just like, yeah, I'm done. Like <laughs> I've I've met my car hitting quota. I'm 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 just rest <laughs> in peace at this point. So yeah, spoiler alert: John Wick doesn't make it out. Well, I mean, we don't technically see him die, but I'm I think he's I think Yo. he's done. Yo, that 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 headstone, that's just a cover, okay? That's who he yeah. can, he he can go off and have a ranch full of dogs, okay? That's all like, <laughs> yeah, it's like leave me, that, leave that, me the fuck alone. T, your cousin doesn't think he's dead. Uh, CJ. Yeah. Well, the the rule of thumb is like if you don't see a person die on screen, they're not really dead, and we technically right. didn't see him die, so. We just saw him pass out. Yeah. And I mean, it would be a good cut. Because I mean, like if at one point, every single person was trying to like was trying to kill you and take you out, like, you know, dying, quote, quote, unquote, isn't such a bad idea. You know, you just kind of disappear into the shadows and then you live your life in peace. That's ultimately what he wanted. Right. Like he retired. He was retired up until the first movie. Yo. So, yeah. Darcy? I have a theory, okay? Okay. It's theory time. I think he didn't die and he, they said before that he's going they're going to take a break on the John Wick films. 
right? Yeah. And I think that they're going to bring him back for an epic movie, but it's not going to be a John Wick movie. It's going to be a universe movie. So they're setting up all these other universe movies. I think at some point, at some film, in like a third arc or third act, sorry, they're gonna they're, they're gonna be over their heads, and they're gonna go pull John Wick out of retirement. And I can see that he's, happening. I can see that too. Right? Like it's just like it's like we got all these things happening, and it's like we can't we can't do it. But it's like we 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 need the ultimate. And then the Bowery King's like, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it's like and they they roll up, and it's like no. And then it's like a dog got killed. All right, fine, let's go to fucking work. <laughs> um, I absolutely love this film. I gave it a nine point five out of ten. That's clearly a sign of love. Because um, in any places where this is too far, too ridiculous, it over delivers in so many other things. I'm not gonna give it negative points. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna give it the positives. Um, that that video game simulation that looks like a top-down version of uh, Postal or the original Grand Theft Auto style is was a, one of my favorite scenes. Uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, the car scene in Paris was ridiculous. Like there was just so many things of John like throwing people on moving vehicles as they go by just to get rid of the clear up traffic right <laughs> to, to like him using cars as like shields to like shoot people and yeah that's common except not in the way that he's doing it yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's just using cars and like it, like such crazy ways like one of my favorite things is like there's all these guys like they all park like they all stop their cars to, like shoot and then he decides to just drive around them in a circle over and over again just shooting them all down <laughs> like it's just absolute mayhem this movie just it's just this movie's just kind of like okay we're gonna have a, a two hour and like what 40 minute movie or whatever right and we're going to give you two hours of fighting so how do we interlace a story in this? yeah <laughs> right? with the bare minimum we can put into like yeah. I also someone made a, a funny uh, thing to say that um, he has the least dialogue in every film. Yeah, <laughs> and he's getting paid like something like thirty five thousand dollars a word. <laughs> like so <laughs> crazy. You're like, damn. Um, also, these two guys right here, like, oh my god, Donnie Yen and Hiroyuki Sonata. Thank you for that. I was just gonna say Scorpion and Kane. Um, <laughs> well, I actually knew Donnie Yen, but I definitely didn't know Scorpion's name. Um, they were just call him Sonata. Just call him Sonata. Sonata. Yeah, they were phenomenal. And I also heard that uh, uh, Donnie Yen is actually interested to come back to do like a prequel version of his character, yes. and you could just tell. Donnie Yen was having a good time in that film. Yes. Like he was just like it was like show up, do this cool stuff, like just go go ham, okay? But then we're just gonna give you this fun character and just have and just play around. And like he was like he just looked like he was playing. It's like it's like you hire somebody who's so good at what they do, and then just tell them to like do whatever they want. <laughs> and and also don't worry about being so like strict with your character. Like like you just let loose and he's just like Okay. <laughs> like it's just like I'll go. I also loved in this movie 
we had we had these two gentlemen here. We also had uh, what's our dude from from England? That's uh, uh, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. We and of course, there's also plenty others that I'm not familiar with, but these guys got respected oh my god scott atkins in this fat suit is ridiculous i still can't believe i didn't see it like uh, t like i I give you props for catching it right away yeah bro i'm a fan like i've been a fan of him since like undisputed too man so like when i found out he was gonna be in this i was super excited I heard Tyrone Magnus say he was in this movie in a fat suit and couldn't believe how much he moved, and I still didn't see it. <laughs> I went the whole film like, he looks familiar. <laughs> and like, I was told. But I love how in this film you have these guys that are masters of their craft, and they they weren't brought in for like a two-second like, oh yeah, we're going to bring Donnie in, and he's just going to be the big boss you fight at the end, and we'll just introduce him at the, like, the last moment. Like, no, he was like the one of the first people that that John Wick had to fight, and you're like, is this movie going to be done in like 10 minutes? Like, what, what's the next two hours for? Um, it was it's like so much respect. I mean, that comes from the fact that your director uh, is a uh, like a stunt choreographer and they don't like do 10,000 cuts and hide all the work that the stunt people put into it. Like when people are falling off of stuff, you watch it and it's hard to watch because you're like, ooh, ooh, like I can feel that. And yeah, this movie is just fantastic. Like, if you have liked the franchise, you got to see this. And if you just like action films, watch the other three and show up to see this because it's an in-theater watch for sure. I have a feeling I'll go back and watch this in D-Box, like, you know, the shaky seats for for those in in the U.S. And uh, yeah, I'm just, this is a great film. It is worth uh, a rewatch, 100%. Awesome. Uh, so for me, I will say that, okay, I'm going to start with my negatives uh, first. What the hell? I, they're, calm you, down. They're, they're not long. No, they, they ain't no negatives in this film. Move right on to positives. <laughs> <laughs> so negatives for me, I would say that like the, what I loved about the first movie was the fact that there was a equal level of storytelling, equal level of emotion, and equal level, level and quality of action. Like basically it was like a, it was a perfectly balanced action movie where I was like, there was some really good action uh, in that. There's really, oh, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go into like my, my, my fanboying right now. Seeing Donnie Yen and Hiroyuki Sonata go at each other. These guys are in their, like, I think they're like both in their 60s or about to turn 60. These are like, these guys, actually, actually, I think also Keanu Reeves is in his 60s, like, or like about to turn 60. Either or, these are late 50s or early 60 people. And they are killing it. I, I, Donnie Yen is so fucking fast with a sword that I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Sonata is like, like obviously samurai swords versus wudan swords, different styles, different speeds. But still, when this fight was happening, I was... I was jumping up and down. I was like giddy as a little boy. And I, I think tactics, you told me to calm down a little bit because I was, I was getting a little rowdy, but like, <laughs> I was happy when this was happening. Cause like, this was my shit. This is what I came to go see the movie for. And the fact that they carried Donnie Yen from beginning to end, like, he, like just like Darcy was saying, 
No disrespect on this man. He was full on. And like they didn't like you could tell that like uh when he fought uh Keanu Reeves, it wasn't like uh, they had to like dumb him down or like they 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 did like special tricks to keep Keanu up. No, they gave each of them at their level what they could do and were doing it. And I was like, thank you. Because I didn't feel like anyone was like holding back and I didn't feel that anyone was like unrealistic. I was watching like legends fight. And this wasn't like expendables where like <laughs> it was just like I guess I could see this fighting happen. This was like, no, I want to see this fighting happen because this <laughs> this is dope as fuck. So yeah, like I I I really enjoyed the action in this movie. I enjoyed all the actors and characters. Yes, so one of my negatives, the story took a massive like I, I like it went from like in the first movie being like a 10, 10, 10 to like a 3, 10, 10. Uh, and but again, I just needed the action to happen. So I'm I'm not angry about the the lack of story because it's still an eight out of ten for me. I just wish that there was a little bit more. Umar, why do you go to a John Wick film looking for story? Because <laughs> the first the first two actually had really good story. And also they had a growing world. I that's what I liked about it. What another thing about the uh, especially about the first film, the first film had uh, I think Tactics you even brought it up. There was like an element of realism because like my man getting stabbed and like he has to go to the doctor, get the take pills, and then he goes into a fight. This one, <laughs> I don't know what that suit was made of, but I want that suit. Also, I I agree <laughs> with you, Tactics. Him like doing this with his suit that was gangster. <laughs> I loved it, and also it wasn't just him, everyone was doing it. I just and remember, then uh, and then when he takes it off, and you could hear all the gun shells just dropping off of his coat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. I also because uh, since the suits are like so like bulletproof, like when Sonata's daughter is like climbing on that big guy with oh. knives, and you're like, oh my god! Yeah, that guy was taking it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So like. Uh, I forget what my uh, critique was because I, I went into it another positive. That's how much fun <laughs> this movie was. Like whatever issue you have with it, you eventually you're having fun. But yeah, so the the, the lack of story, uh, the lack of dialogue from Keanu, uh, and also the lack of realism uh, in terms of like uh, the, the the world were just small things that bothered me a little bit. Oh my, I would move say the, on from the negatives, bro. Just talk about the positive. I don't want to give you none of these negatives. Stop no interrupting more. me so I can get through it. And so like <laughs> the final my final thing is I would just say certain fight sequences were like you said, this was made by a, 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 a like a stunt coordinator. He didn't want to cut anything. He kept every punch, every kick, every kill. And I was like, at a certain point, this got a little excessive, but still I'm not complaining. Well, no, I am technically complaining. You are so, like, definitely also, complaining yeah. right now. I believe that's it's, the definition of complaining. <laughs> I I still enjoyed myself. So now we're going to get into the positives. Like I already started. Donnie Yen, Hirokoto Sonata, and also uh, seeing Keanu Reeves going a full blast. I also love Bill Skarsgård. Frankly, I like the entire Skarsgård like, family. Uh, well, uh, the ones that I've seen. They're killing it as actors. Seeing my man Lex Luthor, or say the voice of Lex Luthor, Clancy Brown show up and like stay from beginning to end, I was like, "Uh, yeah." I think uh, a tactic saw me waving at him as he as he came on screen. I was just like, 
Um, you waved at Donnie Yen too, and I was like, "Yeah, I, really I think I waved at you, pretty bro. much every. Yeah, I, I, I waved at everybody. I was just like, I'm happy to see everyone. Um, yeah, uh, I was a little. Uh, I, I liked how they showed that uh, Donnie Yen was using his blindness. It's it it, it, it did kind of remind me of him from Star Wars, but like I'm cool with it because like he's still a badass. I'm still having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, right here. This. When this scene happened in the beginning, <laughs> Darcy turned to me and was like, what's going to happen in the rest of the movie? I'm like, I think the rest of the movie is going to suck. <laughs> it did not. Uh, but, like, this was dope. This guy's Daredevil. The, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So the stair fight scene was still <clears throat> my most – I think that was the most emotionally impactful fight for me because, like, seeing my man Keanu – Oh. breaking his knees going up and then getting kicked multiple times and then getting kicked down the full five stairs and have to go back up i'm like this is after you jumped out of a fucking window oh yeah and then got hit, and also got hit by two cars yeah, and, yeah. and a motorcycle was it did he also yeah. get hit by a motorcycle yeah he got oh. hit by a lot of things man yeah <clears throat> He also went to a club, got into a fight, fell off of the second story oh, of a club, and hit and hit girl. a concrete like thing sticking out on the way down. <laughs> oh, and then Scott right back up, and then like when that happened to Scott Atkins, he he didn't land as well. Yeah, his landing was John Wick's landing form. was not smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Atkins was less than smooth. <laughs> Didn't quite stick the landing on that one. <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought we were we were diving. For, for the, for the, for the, <laughs> like, I could have swore there was a pool here. <laughs> oh. Crunch. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So like, I I will say that like. If you like action, there is no way you're not going to enjoy this movie. If you like Keanu Reeves, there's no way you're not going to enjoy this movie. Um, I did kind of wish, I was really hoping that Lawrence Fishburne would like jump in uh, for a little bit for fighting. Because like I've seen him in Hannibal, in the TV show Hannibal. My man can still throw down. But like, okay, fine. He didn't throw down. I'm okay. But like, I kind of wish for that to happen. That's not his Sorry. character, though. His character is always playing like the unseen part of the world so if he gets out there and fights then he makes himself an enemy but he i just want to see him fight man yeah i mean he already he already had to like lose something in what the second film for helping john wick at, at some point would, would he lose like a finger or something like that so i, like, I think was, know, like, no no he didn't he he think he got seven cuts seven cuts to the face right oh, yeah yeah, that's what yeah. yeah, yeah. regardless like he like he already got that, and he's trying to be not seen. Why would he? Why would he do more? You know, I, I just like want more in the spotlight. You know, I just want to see him fight. I know, but that don't work for the character. <laughs> oh, now you care about characterization. Anyway, no, uh, I'm I'm just joking. Wow, so, bro, um, bro, you better back yourself. Yeah, oh! <laughs> I'm, I'm backing. I'm backing. I'm backing away. I'm backing away. <laughs> so okay, so I will say that I really enjoy this film. Uh, that's why it's an eight out of ten for me, and. I will watch this again, uh, hopefully in D box. Uh, for uh, but like, I'm both sad to see uh, Keanu go, uh, but also at the same time, I'm happy they're ending. They're ending on a on a high note. High note. 
I really liked uh, Mr. No, no Nobody. He, uh, I'm looking forward to see him. I'm looking forward to see Anna de Armas in her ballerina movie. And I kind of hope that like uh, Keanu shows up in that a little bit. And uh, I I really hope I get to see Kira uh, and Donnie Yen in, in like a in a, like a, a separate film. So like yeah, like I I really enjoyed like the, the avenues this franchise can go. I really like the movie. In terms of my ranking, my ranking is number uh, jo- the first John Wick, uh, the second John Wick, followed by this one, followed by the third one. Hmm. Did Tax, did you give your ranking? No. I did not. I would say John Wick, the first one. Uh, then this one. Then John Wick 3. Then John Wick 2. Interesting. Okay, cool. Dars? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Rotten Tomatoes order. 4, 3, 2, 1. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna go that that order. Um, wait, hold, wait, hold on. Four. So the no, first one is your least favorite. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I'm just more action to better. No, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I just actually like the fact that Rotten Tomatoes is like the actual rating on these is that every movie gets better than the last one, right? Um, <laughs> like, there's a part of me that loves the John Wick one very significantly if i were to to readjust it it would probably be like four one three two right just because as the aspect of the origin the original story the whole baba yaga like just like that introduction piece in the conversation i'll still never get over like it's like you better explain yourself you like you 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 smack my son or whatever it was and it's like you you know whose car he stole (laughs) (laughs) yo okay so in theaters i think we're like like this is like during the ending credits darcy like turns up to me he's like Y'all, this wouldn't have happened if that motherfucker just didn't steal his car. <laughs> and I was like, like if there's anybody to blame in this whole universe, because somebody was like, "Oh, this person's to blame." I'm like, no, it's the Irish kid acting as the Russian guy stealing, his, <laughs> stealing the car and 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 and, and uh, killing his dog. That's that 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 is the biggest problem in this whole universe because <laughs> he started everything. This man was literally like. <laughs> Yeah, so I will say number one is like my second film. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, dude, like when when you go all the way back to it and you think about that little plot where it's like, okay, this man lost his woman, and his woman was a great woman to the point that she knew she was dying, and she planned a gift to arrive to him, like not like the day after she died, like a like a week or so, because she knew she knew this man needs something to take care of, so he sent it. He started to feel something. He started to like take care of something. He started feeling a good way. He started he started to heal, and then this douchebag comes out of nowhere and kills the damn dog. <laughs> I mean. This movie just could have been a regular dude and it still would have been went bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone the Bubba Yaga. So, you know. I, I, I love when uh when Vigo is like talking to himself, it's like, and then my son, a couple of days after his wife died, you steal his car and kill his dog. And the guy's like, I'll make this right. It's like, how? It's like, I'm gonna finish what I started. It's like did he not listen to a single word I just said? <laughs> like, I, he's like Bubba Yeager. You, the boogeyman? No, he's the guy that you sent to kill the boogeyman. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> it, it's like 
there needs to be a movie or like more like a parody like a youtube thing of like jason and like freddy cougar and then just literally john wick coming through and then like jason's like running away <laughs> and john is just like trying to run up some stairs to get after him you know just just good stuff i would i would love to see a, like a sketch comedy about like <laughs> like uh michael myers is like terrorizing everyone and then they they, they hire <laughs> they hire john wick and he's like okay oh, fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly all right all right so uh so okay so uh, it's four one two three four one three two three two sorry sorry okay okay all right well uh i think uh we're done on uh that topic so t i'm gonna volley it back to you for our closing remarks all right well thank you everyone who tuned in or or are going to watch at a later date this has been another edition of the geeky bros podcast i'm your boy tactics just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Umar. Uh, thank you all for commenting. Please like and subscribe and live long and prosper. Boba Yaga. It'd be weird if I was. No, Why would that be weird? You. Why would that because be weird? I'm... No, explain. Give a give a five-minute monologue. Explain. <laughs> <laughs>